Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. So I want to talk to you about this. I've never really said this the way I'm going to say it today, so I think it's really going to help you in understanding your faithfulness of God. Um, Faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. Let's just write these down, and what you're going to see is understanding that God is faithful is very, very important. Sometimes we don't feel faithful, and sometimes we underestimate the faithfulness of God. It's okay. Today, we're just going to take a little journey through this thing and see something that faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit that you develop in. And it's like starting over with each project sometimes. You may think like, you know, oh, I should be here by now, right? You ever start a new project with God or there's a new pressure and you feel like, wow, I got to believe God and I should be better at this? Why does it feel like I'm starting this process all over of trusting him even though I know he can be trusted? And we go through it and we think like, Wow, is it almost like reinventing the wheel here? But no, what it is is with every brand new project, whatever it is, a promise, a belief, something you see in the word of God, something it's a brand new start of faith to get you to another level. And if we're not careful, we forget that faithfulness isn't just a position that we have in the earth towards God. It's a fruit of the spirit we need to develop in the earth. When you realize it's a fruit, you understand, guess what? My fruit's got to get tested. So I got to grow. So if we start looking at it from this kind of angle, it's really good stuff. I never taught this before like this. It's kind of like, oh, I get it. It's a fruit. Now, let me explain fruit. Like, that sounds kind of weird. They talk in church, you're talking like riddles. You know, what do you mean fruit? It's the character of God. And God is trying to get that character of faithfulness developed in you. Well, we know he's faithful, but sometimes we question it. Just like, where are you, God? If you're so faithful, where are you? Chill out. He's still there. You might just be in the faith test in the earth to stay faithful. And here's the good news. Even when we ain't faithful, he still remains faithful to himself. That's the best news there is. So let's just look at that in the word of God. Let's look at Galatians and see, it's a fruit. Fruit takes time to grow, man. It just don't grow overnight, right? So get this. So you ever kind of almost get down on yourself a little bit? Like, man, not a mean way, but I should be there by now, right? You ever feel like that? Like, I should be beyond letting this rattle me. Come on, let's get some amens going in here. You know what I'm saying? My faith should be on here by now. I should be trusting God better than this. This shouldn't be giving me a setback. Why does it feel like with every project, it's a brand new restart of me trusting God? Because it's a fruit. It's growing. Come on. And if it's growing, that means what happens is we grow in faithfulness towards God even though we know he's faithful. Nobody in this room doesn't believe God's not faithful. It's just that sometimes we don't see life working out with the circumstances and situations and stuff the way it looks like. If you're faithful, 
Why am I going through this? But guess what? I'm understanding that he's developing faithfulness in me. And that means the next seasons of life, I'm going up, and what rattled me last season ain't rattling me no more. Look what it says. But the fruit of the Spirit, which is the work of the Holy Spirit, right? Or basically his presence. But the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the work which he's what? Presence within, right? Accomplishes is this, love. So God's presence in you makes you what? A person of love. So the fruit of the Spirit is the characteristics of God in you. He gave you these. Does that make sense? When your spirit got reborn, you have the capacity to love. If you choose not to love, that's on you. But you have the capacity to love. You have the capacity for all of these. Not in your own ability, but because you yield to the Holy Spirit within you. You can give it away. Got it? So what are they? Love. And look, it says joy, gladness, right? Peace, patience, temperance, right? Forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, and faithfulness. Faithfulness is a fruit. Develops, right? So as I start journeying with God, I start seeing what? Hey, I can trust him, but then you get a little, sometimes a bigger project, and you're like, God, I ain't never been here before, but guess what? I can look back and know, hey, you were faithful there. You're going to be faithful here. I just don't navigate well here yet because I don't know where I'm going. It's okay. You learn to develop faithfulness as you walk with God. But everybody has to understand, faithfulness is believing that God is who he says he is. And it is a continuance in your belief despite the circumstances of life. Functionally, what does that mean? We can trust what God says in his Bible, and it's not necessarily what the world says or our own eyes tell us. We trust he will work everything out for good. We trust he will work his will in us, and we trust our situations on earth as nothing compared to the future reward of heaven. The only way we can have this place of faithfulness is with the Holy Spirit's influence. Come on. Because he testifies of the truth and helps us see God. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself makes us faithful. That means you don't get rattled. Okay? So now we're all here. So we're growing in it. So if we grow in it, what does that mean? There's going to be a testing of it. And that's what people don't get. You saying my faithfulness gets tested, you better believe it. Because it's got to be what? Qualified for the next level. Now, does God bring the test? No, he brings the promotion. See, the, en see, the enemy thinks when he's pressing you, he's beating you. He ain't beating you, he's helping you. He's helping you get promoted. Ain't, God's not bringing drama. The Bible says in James, God brings no test that has a position of failure. So if God tries you in something, it's not for failure, it's for what? Promotion. God never comes with a thought of failure because he cannot fail. The enemy brings this nonsense to try to get you to quit. As long as you don't quit, you win. Come on, you see this? So what does God do? God, what? Promotes through faith. So what do you do? 
Just let the enemy run around. What are you going to do now? Believe God. What are you going to do now? Believe God. What are you going to do now? Believe God. You just can't give up what you believe. As long as you don't give up what you believe, you will succeed. You just can't faint before the harvest. I know what happens. You get weary and well-doing. I'm tired. Everybody's tired. Take a nap and get up in faith. Look, don't, I'm telling you, man, like people are like, don't complicate it. Don't, don't, don't complicate it. Yeah, it's going to be oppressed. This ain't, this ain't for rookies. and This ain't no rodeo for rookies here, guys. Well, I didn't know we were going to have to stand our ground. What do you think? You got to fight the fight of faith. I'm going to talk to you a little bit. I know what happens. If I'm serving God, why do I got to go through this? Because you're serving God. And you're going to go up. And why is some people's journey a little wilder than others? I have no idea. And you get to heaven and ask God. I don't know. I don't want to know. And that's another thing. Don't get into reason. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, they got to go through. Nah, bump it. You got to go through your own ride yourself. Just know God's going to be faithful. Amen? Now we're going to look at this stuff because you'll see, right? So everybody know. So everybody say this. I'm developing the fruit of faithfulness. Man, don't that feel better? Because you know what you all do? You ever get mad? You know what I'm saying? Like God's taking too long. Everybody have a God taking too long moment? You know, and you, you, you vent out of your mouth. Where are you, God? Where you go? I used to remind him in the scripture. Yeah, I'm ornery. This is what I told God. Ready for this one? You say you never sleep or sunder, but you sure look like you're taking a nap, God. Where you at? You know what I mean? You ever do that with God a little bit? You ever, you ever do this one? This one's bad. You ever have a real bad mouth day? And you like, where are you? What did you do? And the next day he does it. And you like show up like, oh, man, I'm sorry, bro. Sorry, God. No, man, I should trust you. I know you did all that stuff. You're all good. I knew, I knew down deep. I knew you were going to come through. It's just kind of like I was just like, oh, I had a bad day. Pastor Liz messed me all up. She always talking about stuff. It's her fault. Blame her. No, you know what I'm saying. And then he comes through. And you knew he was going to come through. Just the pressure broke you in the moment and got your mouth to say something different. That's why pressure shows up. Write that down. Pressure, it, you got to become a pressure junkie, bro. See, that's where I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm going to shorten your time. You better embrace pressure. You start loving pressure. You start getting to the point when your faith doesn't have a project, you go get your faith to get you in trouble. Some of you are saying, I don't even know what this cat's talking about. Trust me, you will. You're going to be like, bro, I got so much stuff going on right now, I don't want another project. You will create a project. Why? Because it's the only place you can incubate success is in pressure because you don't grow without pressure. How, how are you going? Okay, all my workout guys, because some of you guys are in here are buff. You know, you got it going on. You can't leave. You can't leave. Okay, we'll start somewhere. For, you can't leave 50 pounds on that bar. You can't grow. You don't grow with 50. Sooner or later, you're like just repping out. Bang, 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 bang. Let's up the weight because with more weight becomes more resistance. More resistance produces what? More muscle growth. What happens in life? You want, you want more? You got to put more weight on it. They can't handle weight. Business guys can't handle weight. They crack and crumble. Why? Because that budget's too big. $25,000 a week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Twenty-five grand a week to some guy's pocket change. Why? Because I got to have forty grand a week. I got to have a, Some people are blown out of their mind. We need $40,000. Yeah, to pay payroll, bro. 
Some people are blown out. Why? They don't like the pressure. So what do they do? When pressure shows up, they don't want to go after it. But other guys go, I thrive in pressure. Give me more pressure. Put more pressure on me. Why? Because in pressure, I incubate for great success. I'm not, I'm not saying, look, man, your job, you might be in a job where you have no pressure. Some of you got a job, man. I got massive pressure. If it doesn't get done, they come looking for me. Why ain't it done? I don't want that kind of job. I want to, no, some guy loves pressure. Put me in pressure. Why? Because pressure is right. Pressure is the step right there before promotion. You had to be ready, man. Got to have, it had to be done. Due dates and deadlines and get it done and got to do this, got to do that. Why? Because pressure, pressure, man, makes people quit. The enemy pressures you to get you to say something different than God said. That's why he shows up with pressure. He wants to get your mouth off the promise of God. So here's what you got to do. You got to learn how to embrace pressure. And the reason why we don't like pressure, we want to get out of pressure, is because in pressure, it's very uncomfortable. Write this down. You got to learn to become uncomfortable. You got to learn how to become uncomfortable. Because if you're going to operate in faithfulness, you're going to become uncomfortable. It's not a place of comfort. <laughs> you're doing the math. <laughs> yeah, a quarter million a week. That'll buckle somebody, bro. Yeah, I'm just telling you. You think about it. You didn't even realize it when you're in it. Now, some guy that seems like. Oh, man, roll where you're at because God will give you more. The better, says, man, the better you have, take So you calm. He's calm. He's probably calm all the time. You know what I mean? Even when something happened, he calm. Me, I could blow up, bro. I could be like level 27, shot out. So I got to promote slower than he maybe got to promote. Why? Because he can handle it. Like God can drop weight on him, and he's not going to lose it. Me, forget about it. I might hurt somebody, right? So it's like God kind of works with, not just because your character, he works with capacity. What's your capacity? So what I want to do is I want to fast. I want to speed up my faithfulness. How do I do that is what? I start putting these principles into work and learn this stuff. So now watch this. So here's number one. Some of you are looking right now, looking backwards, going, oh my God, I blew it. You didn't blow it. Look at the scripture because check this out. This is good. This is a good one. Before we even get there, check this out, right? Watch this one. 2 Timothy 2.13. You're going to love this one, okay? Passion, okay? Now just write this down because it's going to help you. So if you slipped in this thing, he still got you. So we're going to start, right? So I say, man, I was so bad, Pastor Chris, I messed it up. Woo, I messed it up so bad, right? Check this out. If, if yeah, no, 2 Timothy 2.13, Passion, the TPT one, right? Now, don't, when they pull it up there, you'll see it. I want you to get this because it's good because he said, even when you were not, I still am. Now read that. But even if we are, so obviously if you're faithful, and then the opposite is faithless, faithfulness, what's he say? He will still be full of faith, for he never wavers in his, to who? So when I was a bonehead and was not considering him faithful, what was God still doing? So watch this. When I question his faithfulness, he never questioned mine. Did you get that? So when I was questioning his character, he wasn't questioning mine. When I was questioning his ability to come through, he wasn't questioning mine. When I had questions, let me tell you something. Abraham had more stinking questions than anybody. 
and he's the father of faith. How you going to do this? Come outside, let me show you stars in the sky. How can I know this? Go look over here. How do I know you're going to do this? Questions are not negative, and they're not a concern for God. He will answer them. But remember this. When I doubted him, he didn't doubt me. When I didn't believe him, he still kept believing in you. That's God. He don't look at, you had a bad year. Who cares? You had a bad decade. Get over it. It's over. He was still faithful to you because he has to remain faithful to himself because you're in him and he's in you. So that's it. Everybody's on the same playing field, platform, right now. Today we go. Why? Because here's the thing. You're not disqualified for past unfaithfulness because God always remained faithful to you even when you were unfaithful. That's the best news of the day. He didn't look at my character in moments and change his character towards me. Woo! Because some of y'all know, man, you're like, man, I don't want to do this no more. Don't worry about it. God's got you. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, God's got you. And he ain't going to stop. Look at Job. Look at Job 1-1 message. Oh, my God. This guy got me all messed up, Job. I don't want to go start trying to figure Job out. If you want to figure Job out, God bless you. I don't want to know nothing about Job. All I want to tell you is about Job because this is important. Look at Job. Job was a man who lived in Uz. Where's Uz? Next to Port Orange. Right? He was honest. Why does why the Bible got to be like this? You know, why, they, why couldn't they call it like, you know, he was a guy from Daytona Beach. Where's Uz? Is that like the land of Oz? I don't know, bro. Some theologian in here knows where Uz is, wherever it is. It's like, go to Deltona, hook a left. I don't know, right? Job, Job was a man who lived in Uz. This almost sounds weird, right? He was honest inside and out. Watch. Here's the big one. I'm, gonna, I'm hitting you with a point. This dude's straight. Job didn't deserve all the nonsense he went through. The dude loved God. So right away, what happens when we go through something? Why, why is God against me? No, man, you got to walk through life even when you're doing the right thing. That's the biggest problem. What am I doing wrong? You ain't doing nothing wrong. You're doing the right thing. Job was a man. He was honest inside and out, a man of his word who was totally devoted to God, and he hated even with a passion. It don't get better. He's a better Christian than me, bro. How about you? Why has he got to go through what he's got to go through? I have no idea. Don't disqualify where you're going because you don't understand it and go, well, God, why? What's the first thing we do when trouble shows up? Why now? Ain't nobody looking at this stuff like it's a promotion of faith. Everybody's looking for it like a problem of life. Now, listen, I, God didn't bring the junk, but he's going to use the junk to get you to another place, and you didn't bring it, you didn't want it, you didn't create it, but guess what? God's going to use it. And he's going to show you that he's faithful even in the midst of a mess. And the problem with these things is the incubator of pressure sometimes lasts longer than we would like it to. And we would try to like to get out of it early. But we can't get out of it early because it has to finish its work. Joseph learned, learned, learned how to change his character because of the pressure of life. It's a scripture. While you are in the pressure of life, your character is getting cultivated. Nobody likes this. But you can't grow without pressure, man. You know what a seed does in the earth? It gets compacted and pressed down until it breaks open because of pressure. Every seed within your life that grows like a fruit has to have pressure to make it grow. You like oranges? When did they really come in? 
all you farmers, after the first freeze, it's got to go through something and get sapped to shoot through it. It's got to get pressed in the tree. They say, right, you know, all my buddies from Lakeland, when they're over there, they said, when the frost comes, you can hear the sap popping in the trees. Why? Because it's freezing in there, and it's forcing that tree, and it's exploding. Because what? There's so much, the tree's under so much pressure. Guess what? Guess what? You a tree. He said, what, what tree? Look at your words in your mouth. See, pressure is, is the incubator for your greatness. You're trying to get out of it. God's trying to get you near it. Why? He don't bring it now. Let me explain something. Why well, I got to go through this? Because God. No, it ain't. It ain't because of God. Because God understands this that he knows he's going to use pressure to get you to another level. But I got to still remember that in the midst of pressure, God is always faithful. Because what's the first thing we do when pressure shows up? Job. Why? I'm a good guy. I didn't do this. I didn't deserve this. Look what it says here. Go slow. We're going to read this. Take a man like Job, right? He was a good man. He served God. What I find most compelling with this story, even though he was in this heartache, loss, pain, suffering, went through all this stuff, Job, I like the end of the story. Look what Job said in Job 42.1. The King James is phenomenal. Now, I'm going to read it slow, and I want you to get this. Job, after this was all done, this was Job's answer. He said this, and that Job answered the Lord and said this, I know that thou can do everything, and that no thought can be withholding from you. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore I uttered that I understood not. He didn't understand what was going on. Things too wonderful for me, which I didn't understand, I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee and declare thou unto me. Now watch this. I have what? Heard of thee in my ear but now I see you with my eyes. He said, I just heard about you, but in the end, now I see you. I knew about you, but until I walked through this stuff, I never seen you. On the other side of this faithfulness, you're gonna see God. You've been there before. Come on, he's been faithful. Sometimes in the midst of the next project, we forget about how faithful he was last project. So this is what we got to be careful of. Number one, right? She popped it up there. It's good. Check this out. Fear disbelieves God's promises. That's the thing you got to fight. That's what it's going to try to do. I find it amazing that Job was regarded as one of the most godliest men on earth at the time. Yet it took God pulling back the curtain just a little, showing himself to Job to change everything. In Job's experience, he went from knowing about God in his head to seeing God in his life. That changed everything. Fear disbelieves God's promises. That's why it tries to show up. It's trying to get you to discredit God's promise. Don't get into it. You all know why, what's going on. Why, why, what's, what's the next rodeo I got to go through kind of like, here we go again. But guess what? Just like the children of Israel, and I want you to look at this. Look at this Deuteronomy thing. Why, why are we fearing the one who gets you out? Then I said, dread not, neither be afraid of them. This is the children of Israel crossing through. The Lord your God, which goes before you, he shall fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes and in the wilderness, where there has seen how the Lord thy God bear thee as a man does bear his son. In all the ways they went until he came into his place. Yet in this thing you did not believe the Lord your God, who went in the way before you to search 
you out of place and pitch you tents in fire by night and show you the way you should go with the cloud by day. What's he saying? The challenge before the Israelites wasn't something that came out of nowhere and demanded that they trust some mysterious, untested person. It was God. This was the invitation God, who had gone with them through their journey. He was a loving father who reminded them so steadfast and stood with them by their sides, and he provided every need. This was the one who was worthy to come alongside and help them. But you got to remember this. The point in the wilderness experience was for the people to bond with God. But here's the question. Learning always involves testing. That's it, man. How do we develop this fruit? We got to go through tests. I don't remember, you know, like a lot of you are teachers in here. But you remember, like, you know, when you went to school, when your test would show up? And you start talking, what's the teacher tell you when you start talking during a test? Shh. You can't talk. Why? Ain't no teaching. Ain't no talking. It's time to take the test. What were they saying? You should have been paying attention when the teaching was going on. Now the talking's over. You got to pass the test. Sometimes in these moments we ask so many questions that they're not getting answered, and you don't want to know why. God's like, look, man. The only way to pass the test is in silence. Man, you better get that. That's That right there, change your life. Because you're looking for an answer from God. How about this? God, don't give me an answer. I'm just going to trust you anyway. I don't need you to speak right now. I might be in the middle of the test. And if you speak in the middle of the test, I might have to take it over. So don't say nothing. I'm okay with what? Riding on what I know. Oh, my God in heaven, you missed the place to shout. Why? Because that's what happens. It gets silent, and what do we do in silent? It becomes uncomfortable. What happens in the uncomfortableness of silence? We want to hear something, so it sometimes makes us immobile in moments when we're supposed to be continuing to walk the faithfulness test, but we want to stop and get explanation for something God already explained. Them jokers pitched the tent in the middle of the wilderness trying to get further explanation about something God already explained. I'm preaching way better than your amen to me. You'll catch up to me in the car ride. See, you started this project like God and go. And in the middle of go, now you're in the middle of a thing and you're like, what do I do? What do you think you do? You go. Why you need further instruction about something he said in the middle of the place where you're at? Oh, you ain't rolling yet. You, 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 you know, why do I got to go through this? Exactly for this. Let me go slow. You're all getting me. Did God say we're going to the other side? Then, baby, we're going to the other side. Ain't no other, we ain't staying in the middle of the lake. We ain't pitching no tent. We're going to the promised land. When God said promised land, he didn't change his mind. They changed their mind in the middle of the journey and started thinking God was not faithful, and therefore they got stuck. Where you think God is unfaithful, you will stay stuck. You better for me to die in Egypt. Okay. No, you got to be a baller, man. Just get, get that stupid kind of faith. I believe you anyway. Man, you're going to get to the point you don't have the capacity to doubt. You ain't going to be able to doubt. You won't. 
You know how sometimes you got to fight to have faith? You're going to have to fight. I'm telling you, man, look, you got, you know how like you got to fight to stay in faith? Like, man, I, got, I, I, I need everything to hold it together right now. That's cool. You'll get to a place where you're going you're gonna to fight. You're going to fight all that other thing, and you're going to stay there, but you're going to get to a place, you turn around one day, you're like, I can't even not doubt God. I don't have the capacity to doubt him. I know his character too well. He's too good. What you going to do when he shows up? Same thing I do right now. See it? But it's fruit you got to develop. That's why when you get in this thing, people don't like faith projects. They don't want stuff. They're like, oh, no, I'm just happy. It's no, I don't want another project of faith. I just want life to be nice and calm. As long as it's nice and calm, I'm okay. That's not another thing. I'm good right here. And you're like this, calm. You know, I'm retired. I want calm. I'm in school. I want calm. Don't start another faith project. And you come in here, I'm like, dream big. Go for your dream. Like, I don't have a dream no more, Pastor Chris. I'm happy with status quo Christianity. I do not want to go. I don't want to fight devils. No, no, I just leave me alone. I just want to, I don't want, I, I'm happy. I like my tax bracket. Leave me alone. Don't come with no new thing. Pray to God we don't start no building. I don't want to get no building project. I don't want to get no, let's go, let's go build an LED. I don't want none of them projects. No. Leave me alone. What are you doing? Well, you, I'm calm. I watch Dr. Philip Four. I walk around the park. Don't bother me. I got a connect group. I don't like everybody in it, but I go. Leave me alone. And then I dream big. You're a champion. Fight like a warrior. You're like, I don't, I don't, I'm going back to the Methodist church. I don't like you. I didn't want to come. She want, She brought me here. I told her I'm going to divorce you. You bring me back to that guy's crazy. Talk about speaking things. I don't, want to, I don't want to talk like that. Leave me alone. No, bro. This is where it happens, man. It's where champions train. Amen. Oh, my God. I was so bad yesterday. You cannot take me anywhere. I went to Port Orange Family Day, right? So this guy... Dennis was with me. This guy, he started asking all the right questions, right? That little guy, he was cool, right? He had a little California guy. Yeah, California figures. But anyway, you know, God bless all the Californians, right? But he goes, well, what kind of church you got? I said, here we go, right? I said, you know, we got a church. And I said, I'm done with the marketing campaign. Here's going to be the slogan, okay? Relevant church. We're champion train. And if you ain't a champion, go to all those other churches. That's nothing against all the other churches, but that's what I want to do. I want to slogan it. I told him that. I said, are you a champion? This is what the guy answered. He was with me. I said, are you a ch I said, relevant churches where champions train. Are you a champion? The joker turns around. He goes, no, like I'm a second rate. I was like, you definitely ain't going to fit in, bro. Don't come. <laughs> I'm serious. Dennis, am I lying? 
He was like, I'm not a champion. I'm like a, a, a second-rate guy. I was like, what in the heaven? Are you t- I hope you ain't watching online. If you are, you need to come or you get trained. I was like, champions train and eagles soar, bro. We ain't here. What do you want to lose? What kind of life? Don't you want heaven on earth? Come on, man. This is where champions train, and you don't mind the pressure of the incubator that you're in. Why do you, why do you want what you want? Why are you believing what you're believing God for? Come on, man. Play religion. Play this soft religion. Let the devil tell you. You tell the devil. You got dominion. Well, I don't know. Tell him to stop talking to your mind. Put him in his place. Dream big. God didn't forget your dream. So you took a 20-year detour. Zippity-doo-dah day. Get back on it. Let's go. I don't feel qualified. Ain't nobody qualified. He qualified you. The cross qualified you. Come on, man. Get in it. Man, let me. I got the ministry of aggravation. Glory to God. I'll aggravate you till you activate. Come on, man. The dreams in you, the plans in you, the purposes in you. Nobody else in the world got. Well, you know, if I don't do it, somebody else could do it. If God wanted somebody else to do it, he would have made somebody else you. It's only one of you in the world. You're unique. Stop disqualifying what God qualified. Get this thing in motion. Go find some faith, bro. Get in this thing. Because you know what the problem happens is? Just like the children of Israel. Here we go again. Now what? Wasn't he God? Look, 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 look. I don't like the test. Nobody likes the test. But the test, see, now God don't bring the test. He only brings promotion. You understand this stuff? So where am I getting tested from? Well, who you think is pressing against your promise? God? That should make you mad. Oh, the enemy's trying to stop me. Yeah, he's trying to stop you from everything. He hates you, bro. You got an enemy. You got an enemy, and you're greater than your enemy. You know, you're not going to be enemy conscious, but here's what you got to know. You got resistance against what? Everything God said you can have, be, and do. So look at the children of Israel just real slow, okay? This is going to help you. The children of Israel, now this is big. Okay, so there's going to be a little bit of testing. The children of Israel had everything they needed to pass the test, and so do you. You got the faith for this thing, man, and you got the faithfulness of God. So don't think you're out there swimming in water. You ain't too, what, navigatable in. You can navigate this thing. Just chill out. Use your tools right, right? So just go slow with this and kind of pull this in your spirit, right? Watch this. I believe they experienced the same, same principle that it's like this. It seems to me that every defining moment of faith is just like starting over. You got to write that down. It seems like every defining moment of faith is like starting over, doesn't it? It's like, oh, my God, I should be more developed. By, I've been believing God for this stuff for years. Why is you got to start over? It's weird. I can't explain it. You can't really explain it. There's no words that can really explain that. You got to kind of catch that. You know what I mean? Like, you ever, you ever like have something to believe God for and it's tiny and you believe God for way bigger things and this little tiny thing's like bugging you and you're like, I should be beyond this by now. I believe God for stuff like this a hundred times. Why is this one so big? Because every time you start a new project, it's like starting over and you got to remind yourself how faithful God is. See, even though the children of Israel knew he was the one that made the Red Sea part, Fed the manna from the sky, fire by day, blah, blah, blah. They started to remind themselves, he is God. That means you got to daily remind yourself he's faithful. Come on, there's nothing wrong with it. 
It's not unbelief because you do that. Check this out. Watch this. Yes, we what? We have the past to build on. Just like the Israelites, we should be able to look back and say, God has brought us this far. He'll bring us all the way. Memory and experience should empower us. But it seems like we struggle to do that very thing. Why? Because the moment crisis or circumstance or stuff seems to magnify itself, we get sometimes little rocky here. The rear view mirror should give us perspective, but we don't look at that mirror at all. Our eyes are frozen on what's in front of us in the headlights. We should be able to look back and go, look how good he's been. But sometimes that's Abraham and Sarah. They consider God faithful and they went for it. So it's okay. We all go through it. So what do I do to overcome this stuff? How do I get better at it? How do I do it? Boom. Remember this. Point number two, God is faithful even when I'm forgetful. God's faithful even when I'm what? Forgetful. That's the truth, right? Ain't that good news? Because how many times you forgot? You know, you ever get a little ornery with God and then he kind of calls you out on it? You know, you like you you pop off at the pie hole, you know your mouth. You're like, oh, you, ah, la, 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 la. you let it all out one day. You know, you had a bad day in traffic or something. You know, blah 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 blah. blah. And then like God, then you like then you like almost got to pull it back because you know God has always been good, but you're a little frustrated because you feel like it should have happened by. You ever feel like it should have happened by now? Should have happened by now. Mouth shows up. I've been there. Come on, I'm not picking on you. I love you. We're growing fruit, right? Right? You ever been like, should it should have happened by now? Mouth showed up. The God where you out, mouth should have showed up by now. Come on, we do it. Why? Because we got pressure, man. Let me explain something. The only reason why pressure is showing up, you 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 you're gonna get this, is to get you to say something different than the word of God. Because as you keep saying what God says, it's a guarantee. Don't undo it with your mouth. That's why you got to become, you got to become like, you just got to be like, what do you got to say about that? Say what the Bible says. Look, you're getting better at it, guys. Are we, are we growing fruit? Right? So what are we going to do next time? I ain't saying nothing. There's been seasons in my life I said nothing but only what God said. Because I know if I say anything different than what God says, I'm not going to get what God said. So I ain't saying nothing but what God says because I know the only way to get what God said I can have is keep saying what he said even when I don't see it. You got to stay faithful in these things so he can what? He can promote you. So just don't go there. And I understand, then where do I vent? In your prayer life. And stop talking to people. Biggest problem some of you got. Talking to knuckleheads can't help you. I want to talk to you, I'm going to tell you. I, I just want to get, I just got to vent. Okay, what are you going to vent? A bunch of unbelief? Anybody in your life that sits there and listens to your stupid unbelief is not a real good guide for the success of your future. Look, I ain't being mean. I love you, but guess what? That's big boy talk. You go to big boy church, big girl church. I could call him sister so-and-so, and I could tell her, you call me up and talk like that. See what you get. <laughs> I rebuke you. Stop it. What you talking like that for? Not because I'm mad or mean. I love you. You ain't allowed to talk like that. When men talk like that, oh, we, uh, let's, go today, let's go out today and lose. That sounds like a great confession. <laughs> Can you imagine with a team? We're going, let's go out and lose today. Who gets up and thinks like that? 
No, let's go win the day, man. Come on. Get around people that are going to act. Well, you bug me. Well, guess what? Go get people around you that bug you. Your faith bugs me. Good. You got. Look, I can, I'm compassionate. You've been with me a long time. I'm compassionate. I, yeah, I cry. You want to cry? I cry. I'll cry with you. We'll cry. Okay, let's, the crying's over. You done? You feel like we emotionally connected? Okay, we're done. Praise God. Okay, the crying's done now. It's okay. God likes our tears. He thinks they're liquid prayers. I'm there. I'm not belittling your emotions. We all got them. But guess what? You ready to get up? Let's go. That's when you go. Now you start becoming a pressure junkie. Like, yeah, come on, throw it at me. <laughs> Float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. Don't mess with me. Come on. What? Bring it. I ain't fighting you. I'm not fighting the guy in the mirror. I'm fighting. What? Bring it. What are you going to do? 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 I'm going to win. All I do, I'm going to win. All I do is win. You think Khaled figured it out? God figured it out before that joker. So all you do is win. That's it. I win. And I hang around till I win. And all I see is win. And I ain't never look. Oh, guess what? You're a Christian. You died. You keep doing that. We're going to be all right. What? 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 You die? What? What are you going to die? Oh, wow. I go to heaven. Whoa. Big loss that is. When you get to heaven, you ain't going to be worried about what you left in the earth, bro. So, like, hey, I went out big. I went out in a blaze, bro. Hey, pearly gold streets, diamonds on the wall, whatever. Hey, Jesus, pull this in. It's all part of it. But I'm trying to get out of pressure. You can't grow without pressure. Fruit don't grow without pressure. You know, it was funny. I was, I was telling him, this is funny. Look at Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust means you obey even when you don't understand. <sighs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Trust means you obey even when you don't understand. That's the biggest problem. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. So what starts, hap- what starts happening with faithfulness? We start becoming forgetful. And what does happen? Reason comes in. Why we got to go through this? Why is this happening? Reason, man. Reason, 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 reason. Look, man, I'm not, I love you. Just stay with me, man. I do it too. Like, reason. You know what I mean by reason? Well, how's this? How's this? How's this? How's this? And God, can we settle this once and for all? I told him at 930. God is whacked. Nine o'clock. God is crazy. If you think God is not crazy, you're crazy. He tells people the most ridiculous things in the world and expects you to believe it and just go do it. I can't get over Gideon. That guy blows me out of the water. He's freaking out at the wine press, threshing wheat, whatever that means. He's throwing it in the air and the good wheat's falling and the bad things. I don't get it. What is threshing wheat? Whatever. Hey, mighty man of valor. He's like, hey, I'm scared hiding. Who are you talking to? Is there somebody in back of me, dude? Because you definitely got the wrong dude. No, you're going to do great. You're going to fight this army, and you're going to win. That's great. I'm scared out of my mind. What kind of military background do you have? The trumpet and lantern ministry is going to go with you. (laughs) The who? The what? What like the, is that like a tank? Is there bombs in the land? No, it's a lantern and a trumpet. <laughs> yeah, I'm going there. I'm not going. You're nuts. 
You guys, you would go? I would not. I'd be like, nah, bro. You go with the trumpet and the thing. I'm waiting for the military to show. When the Marines show up, that's when I'm going. You lamping and trumpet people go all day long, okay? No. God's like, go and win. Are you crazy? No, just do it. Okay. Noah, build a boat. What's a boat? What's rain? I don't understand any of it. Just do it. Jehoshaphat, go down there, shout. You're going to shout. You're going to fight four armies. Not one, not two, not three. You're going to fight four. They're massive. When you go down to the end, shout and see the salvation of God. I'd be like, hey, time out. Let's do something different. How about you go down there, God. I'll stand on the sidelines, and I'll shout when you show up and slay everybody. No, you got to go. I got to go where? You don't like Abraham? Uh, leave Ur of the Chaldees and go to a land you've never been before and watch me prosper you and watch me do all this cool stuff because I'm God. Why don't you give me something and I just go by faith? What are you talking about? The whole book. Oh, I'm going to the wilderness in the middle of the wilderness. I'm going to have a quail fall out of the sky. <laughs> You're going to have what fall out of the sky? Yeah, quail's going to come out of the sky. And in, in back of that, we've been here before, there's going to be a water rock. Yeah, there was a rock that followed them through the wilderness that had water in it. What do you think Moses smacked too many times? Are you, dude, bro, you want to talk about tripping? Come on, guys, come on. We're, what, can you, this is what I see in my head. Come on, let's go. We're going through the wilderness. There's boulders following Bob. I'm like, dude, what? What? Why? Like, God's, like, God is really, he's eccentric, dude, or something. You know what? Like, you couldn't just have, like, a fountain? No, it's a rock. And when you speak to it, water will come out of it later. What? What? And you think this book doesn't take faith? Oh, quail's going to come out the sky. Like Chick-fil-A just falling out the sky, God. Like you got to put it in modern day. Like it's just going to come when? It'll be there. What? Oh, go to the thing and I'm going to part the Red Sea and they're going to all drown in the lake. Where do you come up with this stuff? So like, just trust me, I'm faithful. And it's okay because we do the same thing. Like, wow, you did it, and I know you did stuff for me, you did stuff for them. But, but when you're in the middle of that pressure, I throw all those stories out the window. I'm like, where you at? He's like, dude, I did all that. That ain't enough. No, I'm forgetful, and sometimes when I get forgetful, I got in too much reason. I'm just going to trust you, man. I got to believe something. I'm going to believe you. Faith don't make no sense. Remember I told you the miraculous is always hidden in the ridiculous. This is ridiculous, man. Go down and trumpet and blow a trumpet, say this, speak to a mountain, speaking to mountains. Three, you can trust God because he's faithful. That's it. He's been true. He's staying true. And he's not, not going to be true. He ain't going to be true to you. And here's the best news of the day. When I wasn't faithful, he still remains faithful. That's the best news, man. Because I'll tell you what, I ain't look pretty in some seasons. How about you? You know what I mean? Like, I was like, where you at? Check this out. Look at Psalms 12, and through, uh, 12 6. I got it in the passion. Man, this is so good. We're done. For every word God speaks is sure 
and every promise is, his truth is, and found to be, and ever. <sighs> Let's read it one more time. Let's read it one more time. This is, now, this is him. For every word God speaks is sure. Every promise is pure. And his truth is what? It's already been tested and found to be. And he is forever faithful. Come on, man. That's a God you serve. Come on. Stand up on your feet. Come on. Come on, just lift your hands to heaven. Just thank him. Father, thank you for moving supernaturally. I thank you for leading these guys, God in these guys. Thank you, Lord. Hey, listen, if you ain't got Jesus, you need him now. Just say, Jesus, if you need Jesus, you ain't saved, you ain't born again, you don't know you're going to heaven, you need to open your mouth. Say, Jesus, Jesus. come into my heart, change my life, transform me forever. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. I'm going in the lobby. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.